All right, Alec. Uh, I hope you're happy. Uh, Michael hit his wife uh, just like we wanted him to. That's yeah. That's what we. That that is exactly what we wanted when we ended the Godfather, the first the first film. People, you said exactly it would never happen, and here we are. Did I say it would never happen? Yeah, he said something about it. Um, where it was like, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Well, because yeah. I was saying this this relationship. My pre- my bold I mean, prediction was that the relationship I mean, would not go well. I mean, no, I knew that was I knew that was about I knew that was inevitable, given the I I felt given the sort of trajectory of having a sequel. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. I think um, to me, it's a, it would be crazy to say that this was better than the first one. That that seems like not in the realm of possibility for me. I think the first one's significantly better than this one. What do you think? I disagree. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, it, it's a bold statement. Uh, I think this is a movie that I, I'm going to have to sit with for for a little while. Thematic, like, I, I would... I would say this one's not nearly is It's not a... It's not a happy movie. Um, it's not a crowd pleaser by any means, which I, I think when this movie first came out, it was fairly divisive. And I think I understand why. Um, because it is, it's very different tonally from the first film, where the first film is kind of the, the dis, you know, it's sort of the rise of, of Michael into taking over for his father until he be, basically becomes his father. Um, but this, this movie delves into the actual dark side and the dark implications of actually becoming a, a mafia boss. And like what that, what that does, and it's the movie is about the destruction of family, the destruction of uh, actual real like connection and friendship, and it's about how one person loses his soul. That's what the movie is. He loses his soul, mm-hmm. um, and it's like it's such a. Um poetically beautiful tragedy could, it's heartbreaking yeah you could argue that the the soul was already lost by the end of the the first movie no i would i would disagree because the you you see you see a steady decline in even in this film he sort of starts i mean yeah he he's he has Element, you know, he's definitely a darker personality than he was when we were introduced to him um, in the beginning of the first film. But I think, I think it's what happens in this film is is causes him to do that. Like he, he does things that he wouldn't have done at the very beginning of the film. There are things that he does at the particularly towards the very end. He would not have done that at the very beginning of the movie. Hmm. So it's is the reflection and the essentially lack of redemption i guess that he even himself understands towards the end mm-hmm. um it's it's hard to really put into words it's just this this is while well, we talked about how huge the first film was i think this is even like it's even broader in the sense that like it's a lot more sprawling in terms of what it's saying thematically and how it's tackling all of that. So for starters, here's one thing we can talk about. Uh, we know very little about these films. I had no idea going into this movie 
that it was going to be a prequel and a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I didn't expect to see Vito Corleone again. No, that was <laughs> that was amazing. Um, so I was stunned by that to begin with. I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is kind of interesting. Well, yeah, I was um, like, what? I was uh, surprised, especially that they started that, and I was like, oh, they're talking about Vito Corleone in like nineteen oh one is where we're mm-hmm. at, and like, oh, okay. I was like, mm, I, I kind of expected to just go right into uh, where we left off, but that was interesting. I mean, um, I I think I I really enjoyed the old uh, the older Vito, just seeing him um, when he said. Uh, the prequel to his famous his famous quote. He oh, yeah. he says, "I'll make an offer. He don't refuse. He don't refuse. <laughs> yeah, I'll make an offer. He don't refuse." And it wasn't much of an offer, was it? He just, no. He goes and kills him. Yeah. I'll make him an offer. He don't refuse. Like at least he made when he later says the line, he's actually making an offer. It's just not a it's not a fair offer, but he makes an offer. And <laughs> he's like. Making well, yeah, I mean, he 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 gave him the offer. He 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 talked fair to him. I was like, look, I I, I guess can't pay you back now. I guess it's not really much of an offer. It was an offer because like, the guy was kind of like, oh, whatever, the, you're bold, you know that. Uh, it's, and he was like, he kind of respected it, but then he just killed him uh, later. And I was like, okay, that's an interesting offer. But uh, I did like the the parallels between Vito going down that path and michael going down that path is interesting well it's it, the arc it, it's almost like there yeah the arc is is very it's very tonally dissonant in terms of like you see the rise of Vito and he is happy like for mm-hmm. the first like towards the end of his story he's like happy for the first time you know he's with his family He's enjoying uh, life. He's able to protect them. He's able to provide a life for them. But it's that, it's exactly what he's doing that that sort of reflects down or trickles down to his son later in life. So it's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of this sins of the father. I mean, like in the undertones, it's very much like everything that he did is now like it's a weight that his son has to carry and because of a completely different time and place and you know he's dealing with the ramifications of everything that his father got involved in and 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 happened and it's everything that his father stood for in in all of this sort of you know the friendship family family's everything pretty much and it's all completely crumbling and falling apart yeah at the seams um yeah it's interesting because he completely loses sight of it yeah. as being the one character in the first in the beginning of the first movie who was like that's my family i'm not a part of that right you know, like i don't do that kind of stuff he didn't approve of it and then he but... embraces his family you know his family kept in his, his um, arm's length basically until he starts to become like want to become more involved and then he's welcomed in, and then that's like the most important thing throughout the first, the throughout the the first movie. Mm-hmm. To Michael is protecting his family, and it's like he, this pursuit of power and how corrupt, how corruptive it is on his life, just like eats away at all of the relationships that he has. Yeah. So even when 
Vito Corleone in the first movie, like we were, we established like yeah he's not a good guy, but at least at the at the center of it all, family was something I always fell back on. You know that was mm. like at least he had that moral that moral compass there. Mm-hmm. But like now Michael doesn't even have that. And by the end of it, you have that scene in where there it's like the flashback dinner scene. Oh, it's, it's like so, you can count you can count all the people that are dead there. It's like so oh. beautiful. Oh. It's like yeah, ninety percent of the people are not are not there anymore, and, yeah. And, and most of it's because of Michael, yeah, and his uh, decisions. So, but it's like it's also like that that spark that that's when he had soul. He made up his mind. He's like, oh, you're talking about. He tells with like Tom Hagen. He's like, oh, so you're talking about you guys are talking about my my life. Like this is it's my, basically it's like. You, you and my father are talking about my life, but it's my my decision to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just none of that's left. You know, it flashes back to him sitting alone. None of that's left. Yeah, and even the people that are left alive, it's like he doesn't value them as much as uh, as you feel like he should. You know, <laughs> his wife. I mean, he completely lost any. Uh, of the light that he had in that relationship in the beginning. But jeez, yeah. And it's that like, was all... we, I mean, we, we saw, we, we were like, yeah, it's not going to be a good thing for her to get into this relationship after no. everything. But it's like, <laughs> he doesn't even treat her with respect by the end of it, you know? And no. like his son, it's like, I guess he cares about his son, but, but he's also just like, yeah, what gift did you give him? Just so I know what you got. Like, yeah. Like, he's not really involved in it. Like, at least uh, Vito was involved with, like, the kids and everything. Yeah, yeah. And at least had that. But he's, like, completely distant. He's cold to everything now. It's like he's so he's so wrapped up in sort of the power politics of everything that's going on that he can't, he can't spare any time to spend with his family. And he distances himself from them. Uh, towards the beginning when after the assassination attempt that's made but that's that's the complete wrong that was the obviously the complete wrong answer because his his wife did not uh take to that Mm -hmm. at all well see that's like the one shocking like truly shocking scene like i had there were a few in the first movie i feel like the one truly shocking one was the one where it's like um michael why are the why are the drapes open and then it's just like gunfire boom yeah, no, there's there were some there were definitely some scenes where it, it's it's a slow burn. This one this one doesn't necessarily have as much huge it doesn't have as many like set piece action scenes or anything like that. I mean, the mm-hmm. first one it, it's hard to really say that like the action scenes were not long. They were all Just over like, within 30 seconds, but they were all they were all there. They were punchy, you know. I was saying the first one had the all the iconic scenes for me like if you think of iconic scenes that like they had more there were more standout scenes in the first one for me yeah so i mean the i think the only the only thing that i i think i'd kind of known about was sort of the last shots of the the last shots of this film are are things that i knew about because sumptuous cinematography like just absolutely beautiful beautiful shots and it's you know emphasizing yeah something that his father literally would never do Ever mm-hmm. in, in that situation, I agree. I, I mean, I think I agree that, that like the iconic scenes are definitely like 
this is definitely more about the the themes rather than like the themes and the the slow descent into darkness pretty much and contrasting that with with the rise of his father and sort mm-hmm. of all the all that all that kind of weaving in and out together yeah because i i mean i think for me i really enjoyed this movie obviously but mm. the reason the one the first one is so much better to me is that i mean i just enjoyed the movie more overall and i feel like the pacing was better in the first one i do feel like it was a little too long for this one um considering the content of it and i feel like even though the first one was definitely dark i felt like there's at least some light-hearted moments to make it more palatable than it's like just like this guy who's just horrible most of the time through this movie it's like there's not a necessarily fun moments in there um, well, most of to me most of the fun came in the the scene the flashback scenes those were all that was like all the and a, like even just even just the lighting the lighting alone is is enough to to sort of indicate like it's it's a much yeah it starts kind of like in a dark thing because because Vito gets the orphaned you know and sent shipped off to America but all of the scenes of him sort of like growing up with his you know getting uh, getting a family cherishing that family protecting that family all those scenes are there's nothing like sort of like haha funny really in them per se i mean i don't know i did kind of i did find it amusing the um uh when the guy was like yeah let's go it's like i gotta we gotta pick up a rug Mm -hmm. you just like they just go in and burgle this house (laughs) like that was fun i thought i had a good time with that (laughs) yeah i like like, and i like i like frankie (laughs) he's weird He's like super uh, over the top uh, personality. Frankie Pan- Pantangeli, is that what his name, last name was? Uh, Pan- Pantangeli. Yeah, Pantangeli. I think he's just like Pantageli. He's at like a ten, like right from the beginning in the in the whole yeah opening scene with uh, with Michael and like the a little Italian music bit they did in the beginning mm. where he was trying to get them to play some uh, Italian music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's just, he's like crazy. He's wild. I like that. that. They, they gave him uh, I think he was a uh, nominated for best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Robert De Niro ended up winning, oh, yeah. which uh, I think he deserved. It was a very understated performance. It was very like subtle, mm-hmm. uh, but very powerful and very effective. One of the things also, another thing that I really liked um, was how the film sort of visually nods to Fredo in how when um, when Vito's sort of growing up, the way he the way he p- parts his hair, his mustache, everything points to Fredo. Hmm. So it's sort of like that. That to me kind of like like almost like uh just just sort of like a weird visual cue back to because fredo is very important to a lot of the plot of this film um yeah which i I didn't see that coming i didn't see that coming either um the relationship i mean there's just there's so many different sources of conflict um in in the film um but the the fredo that that sort of relationship of between michael and fredo is so important and 
I think is like is like the true indication of just how lost and gone Michael is. Because mm-hmm. um, just everything everything became a business tra- transaction to him at that point. It wasn't like yeah. wasn't about the family. It's like, well, you did this, so I'm not gonna kill you when mother's alive. But it's literally, like as soon as she's dead, he's already making moves to yeah have him killed. You know. We were talking about a shocking scene earlier, but I thought the argument between that argument between uh, Michael and uh, K uh, K K right K yeah I think K so. I think is her name. Uh that was that was shocking. I was a little shocked by that. Yeah. Just like how how that went down. And yeah, that was, a, that was an intense. <laughs> that was an intense argument. <laughs> yeah, and it's like in case you weren't weren't against Michael or not on Michael's side at that point, it's like. He had no com- compassion whatsoever. It's like no, just like you think I'm gonna let you go, you. Uh, and then it was an abortion, and then and then he hits her, and then it's, it's great. Love that. I mean, I mean, it's great in terms of the drama. Mm-hmm. It's not great in terms of the, it's heart wrenching to the see substance of it. I love. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, in terms of. In terms of what it's getting across as a film, sure. No, I just love that she got an abortion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's it was horrible. That she felt that they need it was like, yeah, her yeah. so so she'd had a supposedly we were told we were told by um Tom Hagen mm. uh we as in Michael was told by Tom Hagen that she had had a miscarriage while he was away. Um and he was off doing business. He was basically off doing business dealings. He was off in Havana, um, looking into maybe getting involved um, with even deeper with. Um, he's he's kind of like the he's sort of like the antagonist, the miss that sort of Johnny antagonist. or no Hyman Roth. Hyman. Hyman Roth. That's it. He's the sort of yeah Hyman. Great name. He's sort of the uh, yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, he is sort of the the sort of like. Ba- big bad that sort of stands against the Corleone family, um, and uh, fairly imposing figure. I think he. I think that actor does an amazing job. By the way, mm-hmm. right. So Michael's off doing all that, Jimmy Jams, and we're told by Tom Hagen um, after the intermission that or no, not not after the intermission that came a little later. When he came back, see this is a very long movie. <laughs> <laughs> He comes back from Havana, and Tom Hagen tells him your wife had a miscarriage. But then, after this trial, that uh, Hyman Roth basically uh, tries to get Freddie Pat Pat tested, whatever. Frankie Pentangly. 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 Sorry, we're we're terrible at these names. Basically, gets him to try to rat out. Michael and the whole Corleone, every the whole the whole history of the Corleone mm-hmm. family, um, and and anyway, so after that proceeding ends up just getting all kind of thrown up in the air because Frankie tells the tells the uh, politicians is like, no, nah, I made all that up. Mm-hmm. I just made it up. He's like, well, we have a signed affidavit that says. And it was all because like his brother flew in, like Michael had his brother come in from Sicily, yeah, and to basically kind of like remind him like 
like you you better you better step in you know stay in line you know it's, it's, you gotta help out your your fellow man your fellow sicilians here so um but then after all that his wife is like well you got what you wanted but uh i'm out of here yeah i'm out and also by the way i got that wasn't a miscarriage that was an abortion because i don't want you to have a son to bring them into the world into something like this mm-hmm. i you you don't deserve to have a son and it was like oh <laughs> that's what a what a what a what a horrible just everything about that is just like so this is the thing michael is such a corrupting force that it's poisoning everyone around around him all the relationships fall apart you think it's great stuff it's happy stuff do you think do you think if apollonia didn't blow up in the car it would uh would be a different spot here michael might not be so dark yeah i mean maybe potentially i mean he could have considered i don't know he may have he may have just thought of k as just a, a weak link she doesn't have any sort of i mean she even says this whole sicilian thing mm-hmm. to him so like he he probably figured her her even bringing that up is already like showing how how much she just doesn't understand about this culture but really it's just he's he's gone he's horrible he's gone he's he's lost mm-hmm. completely he's not michael anymore really um not not the one we knew at the very beginning yeah um yeah i don't know I mean, she might have been. She might have been down for it. She wanted to. She wanted to learn how to drive a car. You know, there was simpler times out there. Yeah, uh, with Apollonia mm. on the countryside. It's, uh, mm. It was nice. And then, like when when she got blown up, it, it's like his happiness was gone. And it's like, well, I'm not. I'm not gonna try to be happy again. Let me just be awful and uh, bring everyone down with me. Also, do you like? I feel like Solo, a Star Wars story, was inspired by Vito's uh, origin story. So similar, where what? he's where he's like Vito. Uh, I'm, I'm my name is Vito. When he was a long, young little boy, oh yeah, and he comes up and he's like, I'm Vito, whatever his last name was, Angelini, from Corleone, and he's like, Oh, Vito yeah. Corleone. That's yeah. like exactly the Han Solo moment. Yeah, they're both at the little ticket. Yeah, booth. I mean, like at the yeah at immigration offices that would. Stuff like that would happen. They would just Honestly. assign you a, a more, a less compli- complicated name or a less hard to remember name or what have you. A lot of times people did get named after, you know, places they were from. Mm-hmm. Not as stupid as Solo. <laughs> it's the same difference, except that one's in space. Except it's really not because <laughs> it was like, oh, you're alone, Solo. Huh. Well, so I was like, that's. We got a Solo one. Yeah. So yeah, for me it's like I don't know the I feel like in having um, Marlon Brando in the first one was also a big plus to me. So it's um, yeah, that, I mean that's definitely true. That's definitely true. So having like him as well as Al Pacino on the on the rise, and then like a lot. I mean a lot of these uh, family members that are dead by the end of this movie, you know. So I feel like there's a lot more there in terms of like people to enjoy and actors to enjoy. In, uh, in comparison to this one where it's like very Michael centric um, is really just Michael's story and like I feel like they needed to incorporate Vito's uh, backstory in order to make the story work otherwise I think 
yeah, I think they realized it would just be really a bummer to to watch just Michael's story. I mean, I think I think the I think what makes it even more interesting though is just is is kind of like what we were saying what you said earlier though with the sort of parallels of their of their life because they're right around the same age at that period of time mm-hmm. more or less and yeah so All right, anything else um i already mentioned the cinematography one of my favorite one of my favorite things in the movie sort of shots or scenes is really kind of I think one of the sort of first moments where you're like, all right, he's, he's definitely like, he, I don't even know if he's really, he's barely likable anymore. Yeah. Where, where they kill the, they kill that um, prostitute that the Senator is sleeping with. And Mm -hmm. then basically to, to, in order to, to sort of manipulate him. But the shot where, where the, the Senator is sort of freaking out in front of that mirror or he's like he's like on a table he's taking a drink but then there's a mirror that's framed in the shot and you just see the see the the dead woman's face and it's just like that's yeah. art man that's yeah. art like it's so good it's like <laughs> you know yeah i like the uh scene at the end where where they shoot alfredo i really like the um when he's like on the boat and the, the framing of the shot mm-hmm. he's like kind of you see like the very uh front of the gun Mm-hmm. just barely in the shot right before it like kind of drifts over to him on the side of the frame and then just it goes away and you hear the gunshot it's like mm. yeah it's it and it, cu- it cuts to the shot of like michael, michael creeping darkly, in like a michael darkly. myers so moment. it's such a yeah such a chilling shot where he watches his brother get murdered on his order and it's just oh that's great like does he have so any family left i mean his his kids that's about it. Well, doesn't really? He, doesn't he have one? His sister. His sister. Doesn't he have one kid? How many kids do he have? Well, did he have two? He had a daughter and a, a son and a daughter. Oh. Right? I thought it was just yeah. the son. No, because remember when Kay came and visited? She, the, the daughter was giving her kisses. Hmm. And then, uh, and uh, the, the little boy wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he does have a sister who also hates him. So it's good. It's good. I'm looking forward to uh, Godfather Part she, Three. But she doesn't. I mean, she. I guess she sort of does. But like, she also is the one that that's like. Well, she, she probably will now. She does and he, like pleaded with him uh, in tears to spare Alfredo's life. <laughs> <laughs> she was because she knew he was a monster about to kill this guy. Um, and so he agreed to. And she hated him because like. Then he did anyway. Because he killed Carlo, and then he's over here like. The, the ink hasn't even dried in your divorce papers, and you're already trying to get married. Yeah, because she's uh, yeah, she's trying to get married to some other dude. <laughs> Apparently, she's. She, can you blame her for not finding? Well, I mean, I guess I mean I kind of would. She did marry sort of an abusive jerk. Yeah. But, but like, he's gonna. How can he say that? You're the one who killed her husband. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, the, no, he's the terrible. divorce papers. Uh, Michael is horrible, but that's the thing, it, right? You know how we sort of we sort of ended our first review into being like, uh, being sort of like, it, you know, this movie does sort of glorify this lifestyle. This is this is why this to me is is like the other half of them. It's like the same. It's like the other side of the coin. Like this is really like I can't really extricate now the Godfather from Part Two. 
because I think part two is such an important slice of understanding this this horrible the underbelly the dark side of a dark job a dark profession mm-hmm. um you know and it's to me i think that's that's why i enjoyed it so much um i think it, it was basically spoke to what we said at the end of it you know where we were like yeah this does kind of like kind of glorify it it's like this doesn't this doesn't <laughs> glorify it at all this yeah. makes us look just terrible and miserable <laughs> um See, how it tears tears people apart, tears families apart, and everything. You I know, have it's... such minimal knowledge of The Godfather in general before mm. watching these, but I do know that the third one is considered the worst, and I can mm-hmm. I can totally see why from yeah. how this is set up. Like, what what do I have look, perfect, to look forward to? And yeah, like, this is like a perfect ending. Really, I mean, it's a downer ending, but it's like, like you're just gonna get more and more miserable with Michael <laughs> and the next one, and he's got no family left and. Like, I'm really curious what they do with it. I am very curious, too. I've heard there was a new cut of the film hmm. that that it was re that for, uh, Francis Ford Coppola re-edited it just recently, like literally like three months ago. Oh. Um, it just came out. I don't know if that's the version that we're going to see or not. not. I don't know. I'm going to guess not. I don't know how to even get my hands on that, but it like it came out. It was like edited. It came out in theaters and I think it was released on on mm-hmm. streaming and, and blu-ray as well so and again i don't know any specifics so i just know that it's not like generally well regarded but yeah i don't know like why or what the problems are with it and yeah so i don't know I'm curious to see maybe i'll love it maybe i'll love basic... michael michael will have a true redemption by the end of it <laughs> yeah i know basically nothing about it so we'll love michael by the end of the third one I'm like wow michael i can't believe i hated him i do know one thing i know sofia coppola is in this hmm I don't know who that is. That so. is Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. Okay. But his sister has been in all of these films. Oh. She's, um... Connie? She plays... What? Connie? Yeah, she's, played, she's Connie. Yeah. And she's also... This is something where I, it was bothering me for a while. Because I was like, why do I recognize her? And it's like, she's Adrian from Rocky films. Hmm. And I didn't... I couldn't... I, for some, whatever reason, I just didn't figure that out. But... Hmm. Yeah, that's Francis Ford Coppola's sister. And um, her one of her sons is uh, Jason Schwartzman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I didn't know until I was doing some Wikipedia, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Oh, by the way, I like I like how young Vito. He still got the the voice. The voice is already brewing for the. <laughs> yeah, he's already <laughs> kind of the. Yeah, that's great. I know. So that's that's another kind of cool standout thing. Um, that Robert De Niro had like maybe three lines of English in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. They spoke yeah, Italian yeah. the whole time. Yeah, almost in the in the flashback sequences. So and I thought that was awesome. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to the Italians, straight up. Love that. It just like that the grandstand. Also, that was another one of my favorite. The grandstanding senator that was trying to blackmail <laughs> Michael at the beginning. He's yeah. like. I, I do have to say is because most of my constituents are Italians, Italian yeah, Americans. This is not a reflection. What a fine, uh... what a fine people. Do not throw out the apple cart with the bad apples, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, and all right, I'll see like, you later. We have great, such great, great heroes like Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh... forget Wild Bill Hickok. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What? Let's see. 
what what score would you give the Godfather part two? Now, despite singing its praises, I do hesitate to just throw another ten out here. Hmm. I do hesitate, um, and I think that's just because I I think I had more fun watching the first film. This was not as enjoyable of a movie to watch, but I think it was thematically so rich that it bears repeat viewing. And I'm going to say that about the first film as well. Not necessarily that it was as thematically rich, which it does have some really good themes and has good character moments and all that. Watch our early review for us to go into detail about that. But you go first this time. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay. It's To me, it's not near the... I think it's a whole other level below the first one. I think the first one... I can't see myself watching this one very often. I can see myself watching the first one and, and that being the movie that I feel like people need to see. Like, It's just all around... It's got a lot to offer um, in terms of objectively being a great film and also just enjoyment. Mm. This one is more like... Uh, as a uh, a scholarly film watcher, you might you might enjoy it, but not everyone's gonna enjoy it as much. And I didn't in- enjoy it as much as I did the first one. Missing a lot of the 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 cast of characters and generally just more depressing. And uh, but yeah, I th- I still think it's great, but just not on that level for me. Mm. I'm really torn. I'm gonna give it a nine point five. Hmm. A little star that might rise it that might rise eventually in my mind to a ten. To a perfect ten. That's crazy. So that's it's a, it's a it's a nine point five. Um I thought this film was very, very bold in especially in how it it didn't just You have to have a high IQ to appreciate this film. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that. <laughs> but I mean Definitely not as much of a crowd pleaser. I think we. I think I definitely agree with that. I think. I think the first one is more watchable. I. I would. You can't watch part two without watching part one. Some. Some sequels you can kind of get away with that. With. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not one of those. You absolutely need to watch the first especially, one before you watch. Especially the second with one. the veto flashbacks, like there's not really much. Yeah. It wouldn't have as much impact if you didn't see where he was in the in the first one. <laughs> If you didn't see where he was, and and also, I mean, you just need to know Michael. You need to know his whole arc of like why, how he's here. Yeah, he's and like, because he's already like on the bad side of the spectrum in this one, whereas you get to see the him get to that in the first one. Yeah. No, I mean, I think he he, the thing is, is that like, Coppola reached for the reached for the friggin' stars for this one, and I think he 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 reached and he and he succeeded. Um, at at being headier than the first film, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's great. Um, eventually, it might rise to a ten in my mind. For now, I'm holding I'm holding that in reservation because mm-hmm. um, I just gave The Godfather that, and I still I still stand by that very very firmly. Yeah, yeah. So that gives but, yeah. a Tarkon score of nine out of ten. Yeah. All right. So next week. Godfather Part Three. Where do we? Where does Michael's fun journey take us next? Yeah, where does it go? Well, here's the thing. These these movies were filmed. Uh, uh, Godfather came out in '72. Uh, part Two came out in '74. Uh, this film came out in 1990. Yeah. So buckle up for 15 years of aging <laughs> on Al Pacino. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how in the Part Three, Apollonia comes back to life. That was a crazy choice. 
You have some time travel shenanigans, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the family's all back by the end of the movie. The family's all returned. <laughs> the five heads of the families are back also. Everybody's there. I mean, like, it's still a long film, but, like, it has to be, it has to be sort of like an epilogue, kind of, you know? Like, the, the story. Do you know how long the third one is? It's like three hours again. Oof. It's a three-hour film, yeah. Three hours of depression. Love that. It's, there's no way there's any fun moment in the third one, right? It's like. I don't know. Well, that's the th- See, the thing is, is that the only thing I know about Sofia Coppola is that apparently people do not like her. I don't know what that. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's it's a bad performance cool. or the character sucks or what. But there's gonna be a really heartwarming moment at the end of the third one where he God, he throws the so ball awkward. around with his son, and we're like, oh, I love Michael now. Look yeah, at him playing so... ball. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now that he doesn't have a soul, like what what is there really to kind of? I know. Delve into. I, I'm very. I'm very. So curious. You can't give him a redemption arc at this point. So. And you're just going deeper down this hole. It's like, oof. I don't know, like, the prospects of, like, maybe it'll be, like, the demise, his demise or something. His ultimate. I mean, this movie kind of was the dem- his demise. <laughs> yeah, but to maybe. To a point. Maybe demise. we'll get, like, a brutal and satisfying demise. Of maybe him. a set, like, a death, like a yeah. comeuppance. Maybe maybe his come his comeuppance might be satisfying. I feel like actually. I feel like the third one will not have like anything redeeming from it if he does not if it ends with him like peacefully or like living out a normal life or dying of old age. You know he needs I feel to like, like he's gotta die. He's gotta he needs die to get in his a satisfying way. Yeah, and then at least that will be something to look forward to. You know something to look forward to. Kay will kill him herself. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and she becomes. She Diane takes Ke- up the mantle. Diane Keaton takes over. She, she, this is the third one. Is her her uh, fall into darkness? That's awesome. <laughs> Everyone is just there's always someone going bad every movie. Mm. Mm. All right. Mm. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you yeah. were to recommend a video for our viewers to watch after they watch this one, what would you recommend? Uh, I'd recommend that they go check out our review uh, of the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. A much a much lighter tone move film than this one. Yeah, um, I've heard uh, that part three resembles it. Uh, we definitely need a palate similar. cleanser after talking about about you know killing prostitutes and abortions and such. Godfather Part Three is very similar in tone to The Princess Bride. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. That would be so awkward. That'd be the that'd be. God, I mean, I don't even know if I, people would probably do pull like what they do with Indiana Jones Four and pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> so, but this is a trilogy, like so. The third it part, is. it's got like whether you like it or not, it's got to have some big yeah. uh, impact on this series. Yeah. All right. So, thank you for watching. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to our podcast feed. Like the video. Leave a comment. Hit the notification bell and follow us on Twitter at Tarkaran T. W-O-K.